Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hudson here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is May 1st, 2017, and this is episode number 135 entitled 200cc Direct, because just like 200cc in Mario Kart and just like the recent Nintendo Direct, fast-paced, lots of stuff, lots to talk about. We're going to jump right to it. So to discuss it all with me, we have Greg here. Hey everyone, what's up? And Barry. Hey, guys. How's it going? Steve is on vacation uh, this week, so it's just uh, the three of us going to be discussing all the latest and greatest from Nintendo. So real quick, I do want to let you guys know, you can actually post your comments and call into the podcast live, and we will read your comments throughout the show. So we are live on TalkShoe and on our YouTube page. Full details are on NintendoFuse.com. Head to our YouTube channel, go check it out. Lots of different ways you can participate. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So let's just jump right to it because I know there's a lot going on. Um, shout out to, uh, to Blake, by the way, in the chat, and Mike and Steve. So shout out to them. So first up, the NES Classic is no longer going to be sold. <laughs> so if you were waiting to get your hands on one, tough luck. That's basically the stance that Nintendo's going with for now at least. Um, they've said that they are no longer producing any stock. I believe April was the last shipment that they were getting out there. Uh, so no specific reason given. However, there is a rumor from Eurogamer that Nintendo is going to launch a Super Nintendo uh, mini this year. So perhaps that is the reason. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Did you guys get the chance to get the NES Classic and then are you going to get the Super Nintendo Classic? Did you think Nintendo made a good decision or what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Let's start with Greg. I did manage to get uh, NES Classic and I actually haven't played it yet. <laughs> but um, I got one I think was Maybe at the beginning of April, I think one it was like an Amazon refill. My cousin managed to like snag one within like the one two minute window, and he shipped it over to me, and I sent him like the money for it. So very fortunate about that. Um, we're still trying to locate one for my brother and my sister. No luck so far, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be <clears throat> happening anymore as they decided they don't like money. Um. Mm-hmm. I would definitely welcome a Super Nintendo, and I would definitely look into getting that one as well. Um, probably doesn't even matter what games are on it. There's probably at least whatever 15, 20 games that I have already played and really love that they did with the NES one. So I would definitely love to see an SNES Classic, but I also would like to see a lot more stock available so we don't have a repeat uh, issue that we had with the NES. 
Right. What about you, Barry? Uh, uh, for our fellow listeners and watchers that remember, uh, we did uh, talked about this before. And Steve rubbed it in, and he had one. And I took the stance that I was going to wait because uh, it was just too crazy and wasn't worth the money to me right now. And then they had to go and announce that it was discontinued, which changes everything. So now I'm like, crap. I should have gotten before on Amazon. It was in my cart, and I waited. And I was like, all right, one more shipment at Best Buy. So I had to get up at 7 in the morning, but I got one. So I do finally have one. I have not used it yet, but I did get one. I got one retail. Um, it was a great experience, actually, to wait in line with people again, which I know sounds really weird, like waiting in line, but I think that's one thing I miss about the current gen is the, the atmosphere of waiting outside and talking with people. And I actually was in line with some people who were uh, there for Dark Pit Amiibo, because that was the Best Buy exclusive. And uh, we just like reminiscing and that's with pre-order online, you don't get that anymore. Like waiting out line for the GameCube and the Wii, you know, th- those were just great times. Even if it was cold, it was like a bonding experience. Like everybody was there. And yeah, I can go to Nintendo New York and do that too, but I don't want to sit in New York City for over 24 hours just to get a chance at something. So that's that's a little too crazy. Um, do I think discontinuing it was stupid? Yes, uh, because there's a demand. And simple business is supply and demand. And as long as there is demand and you are the generator of the supply, uh, then it's literally money. It's printing money because you're not selling at a loss. You know, even if you sell it for a dollar profit and you sell a million units, that's a million dollars profit, which granted for a big company like Nintendo isn't a lot, but it's still a million dollars plus a million happy fans. So, uh, and, and, of course, they make more than a dollar. That's just a very, very basic example. Uh, so I don't know why they uh, they stopped. Maybe it's because they want to shift production to the Switch for a couple extra months to meet Switch demands. Maybe it's because of the Super Nintendo mini rumor, and they want to start producing it now in May uh, and, uh, and have the ball rolling for the holidays to make sure there's enough stock. I don't know. But a Super Nintendo Mini seems all but assured at this point. And I will be picking it up really early this time. I'm not waiting. I'm doing it early. I've learned my lesson. Uh, and I'm think, I think everybody's going to be doing it uh, early. And I think it's going to be crazy. Uh, so I just hope they do it right. And one thing I do hope is that they do not prevent it from being hacked as easy as the NES Mini was. Because that's the way to do it is to just get every NES game on there and you have yourself a portable NES with the whole library instead of just sticking with the 30. Uh, so hopefully they do that with the Super Nintendo. But yeah, I do hope they bring it back. I hope they surprise people and like this holiday. Hey, guess what? More NES mini, you know, for the holidays. Uh, Christmas miracle. But uh, we shall see. But Nintendo has proven they don't like money. Need I mention Operation Rainfall? I mean, right there is a prime example that Nintendo does out of touch, at least NOA, is out of touch with the consumers. At least, like, the demand for the Amiibo, too. I mean, you saw that, like, with the number of the first couple waves. Like, I know launch day of the Amiibo, you could easily find any of them, pretty much most stores, but then it was, like, three weeks went by, and then they just disappeared. And then it was just, like, everything was gone. Like, Villager was already, like, $50, and, like, reselling, and it was, like, so ridiculous. When the Amiibos first came out, I remember I went to Toys R Us and I pre-ordered all 12. And I went there that morning 
to get it with a bunch of other people in line, and I distinctly remember that they didn't have extra Marth. They only got three Marth, and they had three pre-orders, one being mine. But I didn't know that they pulled the pre-orders, so I immediately ran, and I grabbed one of each minus Marth with everybody else, and I'm holding them. And they had very few um, Dillager and Wheat Fit Trainer, too. And I remember they said, oh, we have your set behind here. So I had a full set minus Marth in my hands. And I remember saying, okay. And I just gave him out who still needs it. And who needs a Wii Fit trainer? Who needs a villager? I had no idea what they were going to be, you know, going on here, here, because it wasn't about the money. It was about the camaraderie. It was about here, let's help everybody else get a set. Uh, and then I heard two weeks later, I was driving with my wife and, and we saw on Facebook that they discontinued those three. I said, no way. Like they, they had one shipment and they discontinued. Nintendo's not that stupid. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, I don't know what why they don't like money. I really don't. Yeah, it seems to be a common problem with a lot of their things, whether it's, you know, Amiibo, Amiibo the NES Classic, I mean, all these different things that, like, I mean, you know, maybe to some extent they underestimate the demand, but they're constantly underestimating the demand. So it's a trend, Nintendo. Like, you got to realize what's going on. It's, um it's kind of uh, a pain. I mean, you know, looking at the chat, looks like Steve said that, you know, he was kind of in a situation where I don't think he was able to, to get one. Um, SA in the chat that he got the NES classic the other day, lined up at six was an amazing experience waiting in line. Um, Blake said he also enjoyed waiting in line, got there at five. Um, and let's see, shout out to Mima Phyllis. Um, yeah, Mike says, I think the biggest issue is that a certain ship had a shortage in the NES Classic. I think, honestly, the biggest issue, in my opinion, is the, the lack of communication from Nintendo or not, not clear communication. I think, you know, when they first released it, they never specifically said that it was, you know, like, I guess once they discontinued it, they're like, oh, this was intended to be a holiday product and we continue demand. They never specifically said that with the NES Classic when they first released it. You know, it was coming at the holidays, but they never said this was going to be a holiday-only thing. So, you know, most people are kind of like, all right, we'll wait till the holidays die down. In Nintendo's mind, they were just trying to throw out extra stock in the next couple of weeks and months, but I guess in reality, that was their plan to begin with, was it was only a holiday thing, but they didn't really communicate that very well. And they never truly <laughs> did communicate it. Even when discontinuing it, they didn't communicate reasons why and, and I think that's just been one of the biggest issues throughout this whole thing is just their, their lack of clear communication. I don't know if that would have worked so up front if they would have said, oh, by the way, you're only going to have like 10 per store. I think that would have like drove even more crazy people to like go out and to like, they would instantly know this is going to be a rare item off the bat. So that would like force, more people that are in it to resell it to pick it up versus the people that actually want it like us fans well i think that's a problem with nintendo in general <clears throat> especially with the uh uh with the retro gaming community is that nintendo the name just the name holds a certain level of value mainly because they have that seal of quality nintendo games are known to have a, a stigma of quality so they're always in demand and Nintendo is not a company that will drop the price on their games often unless they do a Nintendo Select or a player's choice. Case in point, I think Pokemon X and Y are still $40 games, as well as Omega Ruby and Sapphire, even though Sun and Moon are out. They're still the same price. Like, they're not dropping. 
And because of that, Nintendo games on the secondhand market hold more value than almost any other company, at least consistent-wise. Like, if you buy a game at retail price, you can almost guarantee yourself that it will hover around that price, if not shoot up. So with something like the NES Classic, especially launching at Christmas time, uh, it was guaranteed to really cater to the resellers. And the same thing happened with Amiibo. And it looks like Nintendo is shortchanging themselves. And the, the, the resellers are actually, or the scalpers, either way, uh, they're capitalizing on it. And Nintendo is, is short-sighted about this. And as long as they continue this practice, Nintendo items in general will always maintain a value, which means they will always be a scalper's market for Nintendo stuff, period. And for, for us collectors, for us gamers, for us that want to enjoy and play, it just makes it that much harder because when even when getting up in line at 5 o'clock in the morning and you want to sit there and you want to make sure you get one, you don't know how many other people in line are there just to make a buck. And, and I can assure you that, that at least 50%, if not more, are actually there to either purchase one to sell or to purchase two with one to sell to, to recoup the cost. And that's sad. Yeah. No, it's definitely a big problem that they need to they need to figure out, definitely, for sure. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with this SNES Classic, if that's a a, uh, a reality. It seems like it probably is. There's a lot of rumors going around, and it seems pretty likely. So I'm sure we'll, we'll probably hear more about that in the coming months. Um, but I want to move on to uh, the next topic here, which is related to the 3DS. So Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct recently, and it was just back-to-back-to-back, quick, rapid-fire announcements and and gameplay videos and different things. So I want to kind of split this up because it was basically focused on two things, 3DS and Switch. So starting with the 3DS, I'm going to go through some of the highlights. So Hey Pikmin is the official title for the Pikmin 3DS game. comes out July 28th. Use the touchscreen, solve different puzzles, etc. There's a Pikmin Amiibo figure that will launch on the same day. Uh, for Kirby's 25th anniversary, there's Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, uh, which is a free-to-start game that is out now. Uh, Kirby's Blowout Blast will come to the eShop to 3DS this summer, and then a new multiplayer action game in the Kirby series coming to 3DS this holiday. Neetopia has been announced for the U.S., and that will also launch, um, they said later this year, but we recently found out that I believe it's also on July 28th, same day as Hey Pikmin, and another item that we'll talk about a little later. Um, Ever Oasis comes out June 23rd. It's an action-adventure RPG from Koichi Ishii, creator of the Mana series. Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia uh, DLC. Um We'll be launching, let's see, more information will be coming soon, but basically um, it's DLC that's free, free DLC and paid DLC, a mix of new maps, dungeons, and challenges. Uh, Bye Bye Box Boy, the third game in the Box Boy series, um, is out now. Free demo for all three games is also available <laughs> in the eShop. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories launches for the 3DS this fall. 
Yokai Watch 2, Psychic Specters um, for the 3DS this fall. And NIS America Games is bringing uh, Coldcept Revolt on August 29th and mm-hmm. RPG Maker Fez on June 27th. So a lot of different titles uh, in that section there. So 3DS, are you guys excited about any of this stuff or are you over it with the Switch? What are your thoughts on this? Overall, I think um, I'm only really looking forward to Fire Emblem. Um, I'm not a huge Pikmin fan, never played any of the games in the series. Uh, Monster Hunter, I had given that a shot and didn't really enjoy it. Um, a lot of the other games are kind of more just like some filler game type games until they announce more of the holiday games probably coming at E3. But um, I don't know. That's probably the only one that I was probably most excited for. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes, so <laughs> love Fire Emblem and definitely can't wait for the next game on the 3DS. I'm the polar opposite. I mean, every game they showed up there is either one I knew about or it was one that I was already planning on getting. Uh, I think it's a stellar lineup. Uh, I loved RPG Maker. I loved Cold Step uh, uh, on the PS2 and then the uh, one on the 360. So I can't wait for the new ones. Uh, Ever Oasis I've been waiting for since it was announced. The Secret of Mana is one of my favorite all-time SNES games which hopefully would be on the SNES Mini, even though probably won't be able to do three-player. Uh, you know, and then obviously Pikmin. Uh, I've always been a fan of 2D platformers, and I liked Chibi Robo, so I'll see what they do with, with uh, Pikmin in 3D. Uh, Fire Emblem is, is a no-brainer, of course. Like Greg, uh, I will be picking that up. Uh, what else was there? The uh, Oh, yeah, the, the biggest surprises and, and most disappointing part for me was Goodbye, Box Boy, and Monster Hunter Stories, and I guess Yokai Watch 2. Uh, to explain that or elaborate that, uh, Goodbye, Box Boy, I was looking forward to, I was waiting for, but Japan got a retail release of all three games, combined with a beautiful little amiibo. Uh, Nintendo of America is bringing the game just digitally, which you can get now with the demo, uh, and no amiibo. All the amiibo stuff are actually unlocked. They don't have faith at all in this. So the amiibo is not coming here at all. Uh, and that, to me, is kind of striking. That's the first Amiibo they actually didn't uh, bring it out. I mean, even even Famicom Rob, which I imported thinking that wouldn't come to America, actually came out here in America. Uh, the other one, Monster Hunter Stories, was a surprise because it didn't do well in Japan. Uh, and I was happy. It was a surprise that I was happy. But again, missing Amiibo. There were six beautiful Amiibo uh, released in Japan. And they're not bringing that content here. I don't know if it's a deal with Capcom, but again, that would have been the time to announce the Amiibo. Hey, more Amiibo. Uh, let's, let's announce it, more content. So it's striking that they didn't bring these over. Uh, and Yokai Watch 2, uh, I'm, I mean, it's a, like a third game, like a Pokemon Yellow or Pokemon Crystal. Um, but I really expected Yokai Watch 3, which is already out in Japan. And I think if they bring out Yokai Watch 3 in 2018, that's going to be too late. Like, they really needed to put out this, this third game in the spring, like now. Yokai Watch 2 should come out now with 3 coming out this fall or, or holiday. 
uh, and I think that would be smarter. Uh, as for the Kirby stuff, I'm very excited also about the game coming this fall for retail. But uh, I love the mini games in both uh, Triple Deluxe and in uh, Planet Robobot. My favorite was Team Kirby Clash. And so I did actually download, and here it is, booted up. I am level 50. I, I, I have grind on this game. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't played it yet, I do recommend trying it. Uh, you might you might be able to recruit me. Uh, but, yeah, it is actually a lot of fun, especially concerning it's free. So why not give it a shot? And I'm not one for digital games, but because I already have Planet Robobot, I, I figured I'd go for this. And it's expanded upon that. But, yeah, I'm excited, uh, although I do think there's missed opportunities, missing the Amiibos, uh, not announcing uh, the Box Boy collection, and Yokai Watch 3 missing, to me, were the, the biggest missteps, I think, for the 3DS. But otherwise, it was stellar for, for my taste. I know some people, not so much. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's kind of a mixed bag out there of, of people – either excited about the content or not, and I guess it really just comes down to uh, how much people still, you know, want to use the 3DS or not. And and it's important to note that, I guess, the Switch is still obviously early on. There's there's a much larger install base with the 3DS, and Nintendo wants to continue to support it and, and continue to um, to release content for the system. I, I'm kind of probably more in, in Greg's boat in that I'm not really that, interested, I think, in a lot of the 3DS stuff. I, I just... Zelda, Mario Kart, all these games are just taking up so much of my time on Switch. Like, I just I can't pull myself away from that. Um, I'm really torn on Hey Pikmin, because I love the Pikmin series, um, and so I was initially, you know, kind of curious, but it comes out July 28th, and, you know, around that time, I mean, I'm going to be busy with Platoon 2 and everything. Like, I don't know how much I'm going to want to play. Yeah, Arms will have been out as well. Yeah, like, there's just there's so much else happening. Um, so and the, sw- the Switch's quality lineup, and, like, obviously you still want to play Zelda, you still want to play this. I mean, there's yeah. just so much going on in the Switch. I mean, I did get a code for Box, or Goodbye Box Boy. I did forget about that. I do like that series, but I don't know. Like, normally if it was before the switch. I would have easily like probably fully played through it, but I don't know how much I'll it'll hold my attention outside of covering enough for like the review. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's good content. I just I just don't know if I'm you know personally going to spend the time and 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 play too much of it. I think at this point, um, but it is good to see that Nintendo is continuing to support that, so you know that Nintendo wants to keep that long-standing support um the uh now speaking of long-standing support for the 3ds there was an announcement that kind of came out of nowhere um but it really fits in with the fact that they're continuing to support the 3ds and that is nintendo's announced a new nintendo 2ds xl so there was the, the 3ds and the 3ds xl and the new 3ds and the new 3ds xl and then the 2ds and now there's a new 2ds xl so there's not a new 2DS, but there's a new 2DS XL. Not a 2DS XL, just a 2DS. There's so many, ah, it's just, just crazy, too much. <laughs> but basically what it is is a new 3DS XL without the 3D and a slightly different look. Um, they've taken, instead of the 2DS being one large system that doesn't have a clamshell device, 
uh, clamshell um, style. They're bringing that back. Um, and so it is a new to the SXL, meaning it does have the, uh, the C-Stick, the enhanced processor, all the enhancements that the new 3DS and new 3DS XL have, but now just without the 3D. So it launches um, on July 28th, same day as Miitopia and Hey Pikmin, for $149.99 in contrast to the $79.99 2DS system. Uh, releases in black uh, slash turquoise, um, but Japan also gets a white slash orange color scheme as well. Um, so it definitely seems like Nintendo wants to get one other big push out there with the new 2DS XL and releasing Miitopia and Hey Pikmin um, all at the same time, you know, really seems like they're really just pushing that hard and it'll be really interesting to see how well it sells. I mean, the system actually looks pretty slick. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, huh, you know, maybe that might be something to look at. But then I was like, what about that I don't have time to play it and I have a new 3DS XL, so why not? But Nintendo does a good job at making you want to buy their stuff. It looks good. <laughs> so, yeah, what about you guys? Are you going to pick this up or what do you think about it? It's big pass. <laughs> I got the new XL. New XL. I don't need to pay him fifty more, one hundred fifty more dollars to remove the three D slider. <laughs> yeah, I like the look of it, and I think it's it's a great design. I do think it's funny that one of the reasons they designed the two DS to not have a clamshell was because kids were breaking it, and thus they are now removing that one feature by adding it back in. So I can see parents buying it for their kids, and again the hinges break. But uh, it's it's going in the category like the Wii Mini. That if I find it cheap enough, uh, I'll buy it just for the sake of having it. Like my 2DS, I have a 2DS. I paid 40 bucks for it used uh, with the box and everything. Uh, I was like, all right, at that price, I'll I'll get it so I can say I have it and mess around and, and feel how it's like. But it, to me, it's 150 dollars when there's so much already coming out this this year, uh, just from Nintendo alone. I just can't do that. Um, but I, I do, uh, it reminds me of Metopia. You mentioned Metopia because that comes out the same day. Surprisingly, that's getting a physical release, which I'm happy about. But Box Box Boy is not getting a physical collection. Why, Nintendo? Why? I would trade that, you know, for a Box Boy collection in a heartbeat, even without the Amiibo. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting what, how they're making some of those decisions. Not quite sure. Um, the in the chat, um, Blake said he hasn't picked up his 3DS for a while, but Fire Emblem or Hey Pikmin may get him to pick it up again. Um, and yeah, so that's what's going on in the chat. Let us know, guys, if you post your comments in there as well. I will read them on the podcast. So very interesting stuff. So we'll see um, how it all plays out this summer. Now, we're going to shift focus to the Switch uh, and get to the second half of the Nintendo Direct for Switch. But before we do that, I want to switch to some breaking news. Um, So (laughs) we have information that was just released on the first DLC pack for The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Very exciting. So the information is as such. Uh, There's actually an update coming to Breath of the Wild. Uh, today. So this is not related to the DLC, just an update for everyone who has the game. 
where you'll be able to uh, pick what language you want to play the game in. Um, one of nine audio languages, Japanese, English, French, uh, France, French, uh, Canada, German, Spanish for Spain, Spanish, Latin America, uh, Italian, and Russian. So for the Wii U version, you're going to have to download a voice pack from the eShop. So if you want to be able to switch without, I believe before you had to have like a certain Nintendo account of a certain country or a certain region, and then that would play the, you know, the voice acting from there, or you may have had to download the game from another region, that sort of thing. Basically, it's made it really easy and just given you all the languages right up front for anybody that wants to, to switch to one of those. The DLC itself, um, so this first DLC pack will come this summer. There's a Trial of the Sword. So looks like there's, it's a new challenge where you're facing an onslaught of enemies wave after wave, um, and they, you do the challenge without any equipment or weapons, which is very interesting. Um, and apparently, if you clear all the trials, about 45 rooms in total, the true power of the Master Sword awakens, whatever that means. Uh, there's a Hero's Path mode. So this new map feature shows the path that Link has walked through Hyrule, from the last 200 hours of gameplay, use the time tracker bar to see where you spent the most time and where you have yet to explore. That is really cool. I'm excited about that. Hard mode. Uh, in hard mode, enemies gradually regain health. Uh, they're also powered up by one level. So uh, red bokoblins in normal mode are now blue bokoblins. Uh, enemies can also have higher maximum levels than they would in normal mode. Look up and you may also find enemies and treasure chests in the sky. Uh, there's also a travel medallion. Uh, somewhere in the world is a chest with a travel medallion inside. When you use this, you can register your current location as a fast travel point on the map. You can only register one location using the travel medallion. Uh, there's also more armor. So they have a Majora's Mask, Midna's Helmet, Phantom Armor, Tingle's Outfit. Uh, Link looks really funny in Tingle's Outfit. Uh, more armor. There's eight treasure chests placed around Hy Hyrule containing armor themed after previous Zelda titles. There's a Korok mask that's hidden in the treasure chest somewhere. Uh, while wearing this mask, it shakes whenever Link is near a hidden Korok location, which will help you find the 900 Koroks hiding in Hyrule. Um, so yeah, so the DLC pack one is just a taste of the content included in the Breath of the Wild expansion pass. So. Interesting stuff. What do you guys think about uh, about this first DLC pack? That's actually quite exciting. Um, I did buy it, but I didn't buy it day one, so I didn't get like the Switch T-shirt and the other chest. But um, that does sound really neat. I actually just beat uh, Ganon over the weekend, and so obviously any more content is greatly appreciated. I'm, it would easily be good to collect the Korok seeds, and now that there's an easier way to do so. There's a lot easier way to find out where I've explored and where I haven't been to locate the last 15 or so shrines. So um, there's definitely some good pieces of up, like content in this update that's coming, and I just wish it would have told us when it was going to be. Yeah, I, I have over 235 hours logged in Zelda, and I am taking a break specifically because I wanted to save some stuff for the DLC. Uh, the this excites me. Uh, I definitely want to unlock the uh, Master Sword to 60 damage all the time. Uh, I don't know if I'll play hard mode, uh, but I definitely want the travel medallion. You got to find that, uh, and the tingle and the the Korok mask. Uh, 
and the suits. My only prayer is that these new eight new sets of armor do not, for the love of God, take star fragments to upgrade because all the amiibo outfits take a ridiculous amount of star fragments already, and they are so rare. And I know there's a method to farm them one every five minutes, but that's still going to take me like an entire day of farming just to upgrade everything. But I do not want to spend an entire day doing nothing but farming. Uh, so please, no star fragments. Uh, as for the Switch t-shirt, Greg, you should still be able to get it because it's located in a chest on the Great Plateau. Uh, so you should be able to go there and get that chest and get the Switch t-shirt because I think it's for everybody who, who uh, downloads the, uh, the, the patch. But yeah, I do hope I do hope they tell us soon when. Um, my guess is going to be E3 day. I think it's going to be that Tuesday morning. I think it's going to be in the direct that they're just going to announce that the pack one is available right now uh, as part of their E3 hype. Because that's, that's early June, so it fits the time period. But that's my prediction. Yeah. That would actually be really cool, definitely. Um, and, yeah, I can confirm that. I got the DLC pack, like, um, weeks later, and... It just gives you a treasure chest somewhere that you have to find in the Great Plateau, so you can still get the, the Switch shirt. Um, I went oh, back yeah. looking for Korok seeds, and I found like a stone talus on a Great Plateau that I've never fought. And so yeah. it's like I've been there to like farm some wood and other stuff and find Koroks, but I never found these chests, so that's kind of interesting. But I think well, I might have an idea where they might be now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of the stone... Might, might, might be a place where you talk to the spirit of the king. Uh, no, it's it's actually uh, in the maze near one of the shrines where there's the guardians that some of them are sleeping in but are really alive. It's it's on one of the walls there. It's a Switch t-shirt, actually. Uh, oh. So you could check it there. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the stone, uh, Golem, the palace, you know, I went back and I realized that there was the, uh, the fang and bone shop uh, you get medallions if you defeat every one of the Hinoxes, the Stone Talos, and the uh, the Sandworms. Uh, and I hadn't realized that. So I actually went back and I wound up doing that, which is ridiculous. Because there's a whole lot of them to find uh, just just for non-useful key items. But uh, I it, did want to... Was it? I was going to say, does it like tell you how many there are or how many yeah, left to fight? You, it tells you how many there are. There's 40, 40, and there's only four worms. It tells you how many you have completed, and when you find one, it will now say defeated next to it once you talk to the guy at the Fang and Bone. So it'll tell you, like, oh, did I defeat this one? You you engage the battle and say, oh, yeah, I did. So you know to run away. Um, but I'm curious with that language pack thing. I'm wondering if it's because, from what I've seen, speedrunners are using the German language because apparently the dialogue is shorter, so it saves a little time. And I wonder if people have been trying to do workarounds to try to be able to play the German version just for speed running, so they decided to make it easier. And I wonder if that's the main reason. I was kind of surprised to hear the thing about the German language. I mean, any of my experience, like, the words are, like, 18 letters long. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. is that, like, equal one sentence? Or is there like, I thought it was, like, one word. <laughs> Half of the letters are silent, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Like, yeah. what's your best choice in garden? It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. Um, yeah, definitely really interesting stuff in here. And I'm, you know, excited about all the new outfits and trying to collect those. 
Um, but especially that Heroes Path mode and being able to see where you've traveled, um, oh, that'll yeah. be kind of interesting to see all the places I've missed. And uh, so that'll be fun, definitely. So, I hope I hope you can open up the map like zoomed out and you just watch your mer- you know marker go like <laughs> this for 200 hours worth and just sit there <laughs> and make like the new screensaver for like your computer and just watch it like go through the motion. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So interesting that that is DLC though, and not just like an update, like a feature, and a you know, so kind of interesting. But I got the DLC, so okay. Um, the fact so yeah, is, we all was... DLC for the second part, and we we were just writing off this first part. So the fact that there's more coming to this first part than we thought is not only good, but it also gives me higher hopes for the second part even being better than what I originally thought it would be. Well, they've already yeah. really said the second part is like a brand new story element, another yeah. divine beast, and stuff like that. So, so it's okay. already got like some good content coming. They just, I'm sure there's gonna be a couple other small features like this one had that just make the game just even more enjoyable. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's really exciting. As if this game didn't already have enough content, we get even more great content, which is exciting. So. Pretty cool. Uh, so we're going to switch back to the Nintendo Direct and discuss uh, the Nintendo Switch stuff that they had. So ARMS has a release date. June 16th is when it releases. They have announced uh, two versus two battles. Um, they showed off you know, some gameplay footage, um, new ARMS fighter named Min Min, and they've announced another one recently too. Um, also, on June 16th, same day, they're going to release uh, Neon Yellow Joy-Con controllers um, and Joy-Con straps, as well as a Joy-Con AA battery pack accessory. Uh, Splatoon 2 is going to release on July 21st. They showed off Spam and Run, new four-player co-op mode. Um, there are new Inkling Girl, Inkling Boy, and Inkling Squid Amiibos launching the same day as well. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which we're going to talk about later, is already out. Also, Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, comes on May 26th. Um, Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition comes on May 11th on the eShop and in stores at a later date. It includes Super Mario Mashup Pack. Um, two Sonic games coming in 2017, Sonic Forces, a 3D Sonic title, uh, comes out this winter. And Sonic Mania with uh, retro 2D graphics and classic stages uh, launches this summer. Then Project Makuru, not the final name, exclusive to eShop, comes to the Switch this summer. You basically um, flip panels and blow up your opponents, kind of like a Bomberman-style sort of thing, but a little different. Disgaea 5 Complete, this RPG releases to Nintendo Switch on May 23rd. Free demo will launch either soon or might already be out, I don't know, but... It just says soon as of the Nintendo Direct. Um, Neo Geo Masterpieces, starting April 13th, more Neo Geo classic games like Samurai Showdown 4 will be available for purchase. Some of the titles include Fatal Fury and King of Fighters 99. Puyo Puyo Tetris is out now. There's also a free demo available. Monopoly for Nintendo Switch, up to six players can play. HD Rumble launches this fall. Rayman Legends Definitive Edition um, comes this year. From THQ Nordic Games, they have uh, Cine Mora EX, 
um, which comes this summer, and Battle Chasers Night War, which has timed exclusivity on Nintendo Switch in late summer. That's not true. That was actually an error in the Direct. The developers have actually stated that that's not true. Gotcha. Nintendo, you got to fix your press releases. Gosh. Payday 2 launches for Switch this winter. Uh, Namco Museum launches this summer. Fate Extella, the Umbral Star, uh, launches in North America on July 25th. And then a standalone Nintendo Switch dock releases on May 19th in limited quantities. Also, just going to throw this in there since I didn't discuss it before, new Zelda Amiibo from Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess Skyward Sword coming June 23rd. And the final Smash Brothers Amiibo released on July 21st, two versions of Cloud, Corn, Bayonetta, and yes, some of them are retailer exclusives. Ooh. <laughs> so, lots of stuff. What are your thoughts? Holy cow, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did obviously buy Mario Kart 8, which we'll be talking about again further later on in the episode. Um, very excited to hear Splatoon 2. I was Thinking that it was probably going to be later than that. Very happy to hear it's only July and not later. I was almost thinking like, hey, you know that free trial period? Yeah, it's over. And oh, and Splatoon 2 is, just came out yesterday, so uh, tough luck. Um, glad that wasn't the case. Um, arms, I'm kind of undecided if I'm going to get it or not. Um, that kind of requires buying a second set of Joy-Cons, which I don't really want to do that either because those are expensive. Um, the Monopoly was kind of surprisingly interesting. I might look into that one a little bit. Um, Namco Museum, always fun to play some classics. Might get that later on as well. Um, kind of nice that they're having a standalone dock and stuff that, I mean, that's obviously always very useful if you want to travel or have an extra dock around. And then, oh, geez more uh, Amiibo to buy. So, um, yeah, the existing Legend of Zelda ones are pretty much impossible to find unless you want to pay uh, three three or four times the cost of what they're worth. So hopefully I might get those before they become scarce. And same thing with the final Smash Brothers ones. It'll be nice to have that set complete. Those are my most excited things. Yeah. Who are you, Barry? Oh, I have a lot to talk about. Uh, <laughs> uh, arms, I'm excited. I was excited when they first shut it off. Uh, I saw the potential right away. And, uh, yeah, the more I see of the game, the more I just I want to play it. Uh, like Greg, uh, now I've made the decision on do I get a second set of Joy-Cons now or later? So I've been holding out for a green one, a set for myself or a purple set for my wife. Uh, the yellow doesn't do it for me, uh, so I have to see. I probably will will try it out, and my wife and I will try it out first. And if we both really enjoy it, and we say, "All right, let's get a set now, so we can play together," uh, we'll you know flip a coin for red or blue, probably. Uh, as for the battery pack, I think that's ridiculous. Since they already have like 80-hour batteries, like I don't I don't see the need. Uh, uh, maybe if you have like a comfort grip, but to me, it just seems like a waste of money, especially considering it's using what double or triple A batteries as opposed to lithium ion. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, Mario Kart, uh, you know, I've already picked up that. I picked up Puyo Puyo, Tetris. Uh, I was already getting those. It was no, no brainer. A Monopoly looks interesting. I hate that it's digital only. I'm praying for a physical release. I will buy that in a second physical release. I love Monopoly. Uh, Namco Museum, I'm excited for. But again, I'm holding out because they said the physical release is coming, so I'm going to wait. Uh, Sonic Mania looks great. Uh, again, I wanted that collector's edition so badly with a little statue of Sonic, but no physical edition. I'm not paying 70 bucks for a statue, pretty much, uh, and a fake Genesis cart. And they said they wanted to make a uh, a physical release, so I'm going to hold off on that. Uh, hopefully that's sooner than later. Sonic Forces is a no-brainer. Uh, if you like Sonic Generations, this is the sequel. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Fate, Excella, uh, was a, was a blast on the PS4. So I will I'll be double dipping to support more third party and more uh, Japanese games on the Switch. What am I missing? Oh, Battle Chasers looks great. Uh, Sin Mora looks great. I'm hoping for a physical there. Uh, what else was there? Oh, Splatoon 2. Uh, Splatoon 2 is a no-brainer as well. I did not do the test fire. I uh, was not available to do that. But that's okay. I didn't do the original Splatoons ones either. So. I'll be getting it. I'll be having fun at least for a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't trigger my vertigo too bad, but, uh, you know, you got to answer the question. Are you a squid or are you a kid? It's got to be answered. Very important question. (laughs) Um, So uh, in the chat, Blake is saying just FYI, ARMS is compatible with the Pro Controller or just one of the Switch Joy-Cons. You don't have to use motion controls. Um, so it is, you know, you do have other control options. Although having played ARMS, I feel like you just really won't enjoy it much without, like, some of that motion control. I, I mean, it, just, it was just fun to, to, to do it with that. I don't know. Um, but I guess you have to have options, certainly. Um, speaking of Joy-Cons, I think I'm falling into a trap, like I did with the Wii Remote, where I love colored stuff, like colored controllers. And, you know, I, I liked a bunch of the different colors in the release. And they're like, oh, there's a special Mario and a Luigi and a Peach. And I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. Let me collect some of these. Oh, here's a Bowser and a Toad and a Yoshi. Oh, great. Well, I guess I'll collect those too. So I have like 10 different Wii remotes or something probably. I don't even know. So I think I'm falling into the same trap with the Joy-Con. <laughs> I got the Nintendo Switch with a gray Joy-Con. And blue is my favorite color. So I was like, well, I got to get the blue Joy-Con as well because that looks great. And I was like, you know what? The red actually looks pretty cool, too. So I got the red Joy-Con. So I now have all three sets of colored Joy-Cons. And I'm like, well, while I'm at it, I could get yellow, and I could just continue that trend and see how long it goes. Granted, I am doing, like, unboxing videos on YouTube and that sort of thing, too, to go with it. Um, but uh, we'll see how long that trend goes. So I, I will probably get the yellow Joy-Cons and just see how those are. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm falling into uh, into that trap now. So Have you had any... Have you had any thinking problems with all the new ones that you've gotten? I haven't really tried because, to be honest, like literally I'm touching my monitor right now that I really play my Switch on. There's a TV that we also played on too, but I'm not too far away from that. So I, I really haven't like been in situations to test it much. Um, so I'm not sure. I should probably try and do some kind of a test at some point. But I've heard people bought some recent Joy-Cons and they still had similar issues, so I don't think anything has been changed just yet with uh, this recent issues. 
Um, yeah, I'll touch on quickly the Amiibo uh, with all that stuff I forgot about. Uh, of course, I'll be picking them up, but I'm mad right now at the way that the Amiibo are being handled. Uh, most of them are all over the place, and I was able to get like the Splatoon Amiibo, Pikmin Amiibo, and the three basic um, Smash Amiibo pre-orders, no problem. That's the retailer exclusives that I have a problem with, uh, the three Zelda and the other three, um, uh, which will smash. Uh, right now, we know where two of the three Zelda ones are. One of them, we have no idea. Uh, one of them is Skyward Sword on Amazon, which has never gone up for pre-order, at least not to my knowledge. Uh, so you still can't pre-order it. The other one is Twilight Princess on GameStop, which sold out really quickly, and you can't pre-order it now. It's done. Uh, Corin Player 2 is on Amazon. Again, it hasn't gone up. And Cloud Player 2 is GameStop. That one I think you could still pre-order. I haven't been able to leave the house, so I've been pre-ordering online. And I pre-ordered the two from GameStop right away when they went live. GameStop, in their infinite wisdom, is charging shipping six hours per Amiibo. They are not doing combined Amiibo. So I'm paying an additional $12, and I couldn't go to store that day. I, I was going to try that night, and they said Twilight Princess was already sold out. So I have no choice at this point. I am locked at paying an additional $12 because I can't cancel just the cloud because I would cancel the Twilight Princess. So I'm like, really? So this whole thing is a debacle. Mm. I'm, I'm really upset the way they're handling this. Uh, and again, we still don't know where Majora's Mask or the other Bayonetta are at this point of the game. Like, no one knows. Is it Walmart? Is it Toys R Us? Is it Target? Is it Best Buy? It could be any of those. It could be someone we don't know about. I mean, it just, it, we need to know this stuff. They need to tell us. They want our money. They need to allow us to buy them. I thought I've already yeah. heard that GameStop has one of the Bayonetta's. And I, yeah, want, I think it was ones like the base player one versions are everywhere best buy walmart amazon target like they all get that it's the player two versions and gamestop has cloud as their exclusive oh that's what it was it was cloud i i knew gamestop had one of the exclusives of one of the versions of one of the new ones i forgot the other one I... it might have been target or something yeah, I really don't like retailer exclusives. And as soon as they said that, like really quickly in passing, I was like, oh, no, not again. That just uh, such a headache to have to go to so many different stores and try and track all the stuff down. So that's a pain. Um, the Zelda ones, the, uh, I want to get these, and I still have to collect, because when they initially released the anniversary Zelda Amiibo before, I didn't think much of it. I was like, I, you know, like they're not, I'm not going to use them with any specific game. I'm, it's just it's fine. I'll pass on them. And then they announced compatibility of Breath of the Wild and stuff. I'm like, oh, great, now I have to get them. So I only have the 8-bit link. I don't have any of the other previous anniversary Zelda Amiibo. So I still have to track those down. I think it's the new ones. And so that's that's going to be a pain. Um, but uh, for the games I'm excited about, you know, ARMS is going to be really cool. Splatoon 2 I'm excited about, of course. Um, so those are all going to be fun. And Puyo Puyo Tetris, I'm probably going to pass on. I'm not a big fan of the Puyo Puyo stuff. And to be honest, the demo is enough content to just keep me busy anyways, because you can just play the game multiple times. And by the way, the Japanese demo, so the, the U.S. demo is locked to like one round, 
and then if you want to play again, you have to go back to the menus and start it up. The Japanese demo, you can change it, and you can do like three rounds and that kind of stuff. So I downloaded a Japanese demo a week before the U.S. demo was released, and I'm just still playing that one. Um, it's, even though it's in Japanese, it's pretty easy to figure out the menus and everything. So um, definitely recommend looking at that. Uh, I might get Rayman Legends Definitive Edition because I don't think I ever picked that up. I feel like I played Rayman Legends on one of the systems at some point, and it was kind of neat. Um, at least played part of it. So I would like to maybe finally get that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, lots of good content. I think it's, it's important to have a steady stream of content, and so far we have that. I mean, Breath of the Wild kept me so busy, and then a couple days before Mario Kart came out, I beat Ganon. So now there's more content to do, too, and DLC and stuff, which is great. But now I have Mario Kart to keep me busy. And then after a while, we got ARMS, and that'll keep me busy. And then Splatoon 2. And then who knows what are, whatever else is coming at E3 that Nintendo's going now. So I think so far they've done a really good job of keeping good quality, steady content. And I think that's really what they need to do uh, with the Switch. Um, so that's, that's pretty great. Yes. I just thought... Yes. Uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, here's a quick question. I forgot to mention that. Do you guys think because uh, this is how I feel, and I could be completely wrong, but Rayman Legends Definitive Edition, is it just me, or does that feel like a really lazy port simply because they could have and should have done Rayman Origins and Rayman Legends together, considering the PlayStation Vita has a combo? And if the PlayStation Vita has a combo with the two games, granted it, that wasn't released in America, but still, why couldn't the Switch? I mean, why not? how hard would it be to just port the 360 version of Origins? They don't have to update it at all. Just throw it on there so people who haven't played that one can play both games for the same price. And just, it's more content. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. No, I think. Yeah. They want to have their own DLC pack and make you pay another $20 for that extra content. <laughs> Probably. Get the Rayman Amiibo that unlocks Rayman Origins. <laughs> Rayman Legends Definitive Edition, that's not so definitive. Well, it's like definitive the, for Legends, but not for Rayman in itself. Right. right. It wasn't like Mass Effect also called like a special edition, but then we didn't get like the pack that had the first two games on it for Wii U. Not only that, but the, the Mass Effect trilogy launched either the same day, right before, or right after. So anyone, why would you buy just Mass Effect 3? And, and it was like the same price. So you can get all three games for the same price. It's just Mass Effect 3 on the Wii U. It's ridiculous. Yep. Hopefully third party to see how, how things are, are going with the system and, and, and try and uh, try and get more uh, good titles out there. Um, going through some of the comments here, uh, Nima Phyllis is like, you have to use motion controls for the real ARMS experience. Uh, Mike said, I'd kill for a neon pink and purple set of Joy-Cons. Um, Blake said, uh, just call husband and borrow a set of his Joy-Cons. Um, and, yeah, they're talking about some of the other Amiibo as well. Mike said, uh, Mass Effect Trilogy launched four months prior to the Wii U version, which, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Um, so lots of good stuff on the way, and we'll look forward to E3 to see whatever else Nintendo has up their sleeves. should be very interesting. Um, so the last topic here is the game that we all know is uh, is on our minds, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, it is out now for the Switch. 
updated version of Mario Kart 8 for Wii U with all the DLC included. You have um, I just lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Uh, what's Mario Kart 8? Different Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, oh, Purple Sparks. That's that's new. Um, what else? Item. Oh, battle mode. Battle mode. Yeah, I'm battle like, completely lost my train of thought. Because uh, in my mind, I was trying to think about something else, and I don't forget it. Um, so basically, yeah. So a couple updates like that. Battle mode probably being one of the biggest ones. But Nintendo's been pushing it hard. What I was, what I was trying to remember was uh, they have some promotions right now, like at Target. Like if you walk into some Target stores, they'll play the Mario Kart music when you enter, and and uh, the balls outside the store decorated like Mario and Luigi, and the carts. At least in my store it wasn't, but some stores haven't decorated as well. And um, so promotion is in full force. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is out now. Um, they also have the wheels that are available for sale now. Two packs for 14.99 um, for the single Joy Cons. Uh, so that's out. Um, so we're gonna have a game chat on our Nintendo Fuse YouTube channel uh, pretty soon that will go into a lot more detail on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But we want to at least touch base a little bit and get some, some general thoughts on the game. So uh, did you guys get it, and what do you think? I definitely did get it, um, and but I didn't load it up until today. So I only got a couple cups done, and I'm really enjoying it. I didn't really play the Wii U version a whole lot. I was kind of frustrated with how they kind of changed around like the item system, not allowing you to have two items at once. and stuff like that to really keep it balanced. So I did download like the DLC packs, but I didn't really even play through, I think, more than a couple of times. So I think by having it all together now, it's I'll probably give it the time that it deserves. I'm really excited to continue playing. What about you, Barry? Uh, yeah, I, I got it. And uh, ironically, my wife actually played it before I did. Uh, and we we've actually this is this is one game that I've actually done only exclusively right now in handheld mode. I uh I do want to play it on the big screen. I do want to use the pro controller though because uh, the it does get a little cramped. Like I can do like one one Grand Prix and by the third race like halfway through like my right hand's cramping up like oh but I gotta keep going. Uh so I do wanna I do wanna go ahead and put that on the big screen one of these days. But from everything I played. I mean, we'll talk more in the game chat, but it's a blast. And if you haven't played it yet, I mean, why haven't you go out and get it now? Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those games that, that you know, some people may, may not see the full value in, in purchasing again if they had got on Wii U. However, um, I think there is still extra added value in the fact that it is portable definitely is, is a great bonus as well. Um, the uh, I was going to actually say, Greg, did you just start playing today and you haven't played before today? or? Yeah, I downloaded it on Friday and then I didn't load it up until today. I wanted to beat Ganon on Saturday, which I was happy to report I did. And then Sunday I didn't really have a whole lot of time to boot it up or play. Gotcha. Okay, so then I, I thought I... So I was racing some friends online and I think, you know, when you're with your friends, you can join a group. So does somebody join the group and his name was Greg? And they were like, they don't know who it is. So I was like, oh, that must be, I thought that was you. And so I thought we had raced a little bit 
and got in the play. I thought you joined in on our on our friend battle, but I guess not. I guess that oh. was some random Greg, and we don't know who that is, but he's one of our friends on the Switch, and so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Um, yeah, I have put in, I don't know how many hours now, seven or eight hours at least, maybe more. Um, and it was so cool because I basically, um, yesterday, I basically took the Switch all over. And, and so, yeah, I initially started on the TV and I'm playing Mario Kart. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go to my grandparents' house. Okay, pick it up with me. Um, I take it to my grandparents' house, set up tabletop mode. I give my grandmother the little Joy-Con wheel, turn on smart steering and stuff. and like, have at it. So she plays a little bit. Then we're like, all right, we're going to go to the grocery store. So like, all right, pick up my Switch walk around and I'm playing that with me as I go, bring it back home, dock it. And we're set. Like, I'm like, I'm like testing every single mode of the switch with Mario Kart. And it was glorious. Like I'm like playing full, you know, console Mario Kart on the go. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's awesome. So I'm loving that a lot. I think that that alone has made it, uh, made it worth the purchase. Um, it's pretty sweet. And I think, um, Probably my favorite Mario Kart in terms of just, I mean, the sheer amount of content and everything, and it's just it's so much fun to play, and it's got so much. Um, it's not perfect because I still want block for it. I'm upset that there's no block for it in battle mode, and I think in the chat room, um, oh, it looks like Barry, is that your? That's me. Your, <laughs> your standing point as well. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, but, you know, I will say the, the new battle mode, like uh, Renegade Roundup and stuff is really fun. Um, so there's, there's some, some really cool additions to this game, definitely. Uh, let's see. Any other thoughts on the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that you want to kind of throw into here? I know we'll have the full game chat later, but... Yeah, unfortunately, the two of us are the ones in game chat with, with Steve, so... Don't want to spoil yeah. too much, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be me, Barry, and Steve. I don't know. If we ought to have one more person too, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So definitely excited to hear more about uh, all your thoughts as well. And there is a Nintendo Fuse um, tournament available. So if you go to our our social media or Twitter, um, that has been posted there as well. So you can go check that out and join in on the fun. Um, and, yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe talk. Um, in the chat, the, um, the Blake did mention that it is the fastest-selling Mario Kart in its 25-year franchise history. Um, simply the best Mario Kart ever. Um, Meemaw Phyllis says complaints about battle mode. Why isn't there four new battle tracks and... Four battle tracks keep it even. Why can't we play battle tracks from the original? Um, so it just seems like, you know, just having more opportunities. I wonder if they're going to have DLC. Who knows? But certainly uh, um, <coughs> something to see for the future. Wouldn't surprise Yeah, right, exactly. So that kind of wraps up the main discussion points for, for this week. Um, I think uh, Barry had one other last thing to, to bring up as well. Yeah, um, this this is kind of a, a sad story in a way. Uh, I encountered this, I think it was two weeks ago now, uh, where, where it came to a head, but it's been an ongoing uh, problem 
Uh, as many of you know, I have every Amiibo. I collect every Amiibo. Uh, I pulled ahead of Hassan because he started slacking. And, uh, slacker. But, uh, <laughs> but one of the, the, the biggest problems that came out recently was the uh, Mario Sports Superstars Amiibo card. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you out there have gotten the cards, but there was a production flaw on the cards. When they are packed in their pack, they're always put in the same order. And when they are pressed, they are pressed incorrectly when, when sealed in, and it's creating a crease on the top card. Um, that top card is always one of the horse cards, uh, which is hard to see uh, for those on YouTube. I don't know if you can see. But there's a crease. It goes along the top part here, right where the Amiibo chip is. So it's always a crapshoot whether you get one that works or one that doesn't, which is which is terrible uh, to begin with because you're already dealing with a random element uh, to collect them all because it's a blind pack. But now you're dealing with defective cards with the possibility of a defective card at least. So I contacted Nintendo about it because this is a problem. Um, and Nintendo, the reps, flat out told me, I dealt with that with a few of them, but the first thing they told me, and the most disturbing thing, is that Nintendo does not back up Amiibo because they do not make the Amiibo. They will back up and support defective systems and defective games that they make, but they will not back up and support defective Amiibo, which I think is glaring, terrible customer service, uh, especially with how well they sell, especially with, with how much money Nintendo made on Amiibo. Uh, it's just a spit in the face of anybody who does collect them. Uh, so that that took me for a loop. And after talking and talking and talking, I finally got somebody who told me that they would uh, they would replace the Amiibo. Uh, I would have to send my 18 damaged horse cards in. Um, but And after they received them, I would get 18 cards back, but there was no guarantee that they were going to be horse cards. And... I was like, what, what, what? No, like, this is wrong. You can't do this. Eventually, they told me that they would make sure that they were horse cards, but again, I had to send first. They wouldn't send first. And I thought it was kind of weird that, that a Nintendo, a big company, would be so defensive over $18 worth of cards retail, you know, much cheaper for them to produce to keep customers happy, especially when it's a production fault. It's not, oh, Best Buy mishandled them or Amazon mishandled them. This was their factory that they're paying people to do. Uh, another person, a uh, friend of mine, uh, contacted Nintendo slightly before I did. He wound up getting a full set of cards. Told him to keep it on the down low. Don't tell anybody this is a hush-hush thing. So I brought up his case number, and his case number has now gone public, and Nintendo is pissed about it, and they flat out refuse to do anything about it outside of you have to send in the cards and hope that they send you uh, new cards back. Uh, they'll test them, and if they don't work for you, but they work for them, they'll send you the same card back. It's like ordering something at a restaurant and you wanting it without lettuce, and they put lettuce on it, they'll take it back, and they're not going to make it fresh. Uh, so it's a crapshoot. If they deem it, it works, even if you're having problems with it, you're getting the same card back. Uh, and I did speak with somebody named Manny, who downright refused to escalate this issue and hung up on me when I when I pressed it. So I just wanted to say this is this is really bad customer service by Nintendo, especially in a time when they're doing so many things right and so many things wrong at the same time. Uh, and it's such an easy fix. 
especially when it's your product. You're putting out a product, you need to stand behind it. And if they're not going to stand behind this when it's a production, who knows what else they might not stand behind. So I just I want to get that out there for people because if anybody does buy a pack of these cards and sees a crease in their horse card and sees it doesn't work, they're not alone. This is a ongoing problem, and hopefully they do fix it. I do have one thing to slightly add on that. Um, I was just talking with a friend today at work, and he was saying if like you just like send your Joy Cons in without a legitimate issue, they basically just send them right back. So like yeah. that that part doesn't sound like new to me at all. So obviously they'll look into it and test it, but if they don't determine any mishandling of the functionality, they just send them right back. That yeah, it's like saying like oh. Well, you, you bought a, a link from us or whatever, and the sword is broken, and, it, you know, you didn't, like it was a blind, say Amiibo were sold blindly, and you opened it up and the sword was broken, but the chip still works, they'd be like, that's too bad. You know, you know, the chip still works, it still works functional. Even if you want it to display and you want, you bought it new, you want it to display properly. Uh, and it, to me, that's glaring, with, especially with how much money Amiibo has made Nintendo, and especially with how cheap. It must cost them ten cents to produce these cards, each card, and they sell them for over a dollar a piece. Uh, so, so you're looking at a dollar eighty, you know, worth of stuff to make a customer happy. Uh, to me, that's that's not. If they sell, sent everybody, the Nintendo of old sent everybody gloves for Mario Party. Remember that they sent everybody gloves uh, because their hands were blistered and hurt. And that costs them more than it would be to send everybody who bought these a full set. And that's not everybody's even having problems. But for those that do have problems, we're we're pretty much up a creep. And it's it's terrible that they're taking the stance. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely hope that they they fix that, that customer service issue and, and, you know, try and support the Amiibo and all their products going forward. I think um, it's important to, to keep that goodwill because, you know, with this, a bunch of different things that have happened with Nintendo recently with the Wii U not doing so well, this and that, you know, Nintendo's really had to kind of push and build up some of that trust back with, uh, with um, some of the fans and, and they're starting to with the switch and so on, but it'd be a shame to kind of lose that with, with dumb stuff like this. So definitely important to, to really pick things up and, and, and improve upon that. So Hopefully, we know Nintendo. We know you listen with your with your Nintendo directs that randomly pop up after we do these episodes. So take something away from this, and and uh, you know, hopefully improve upon uh, upon the customer service piece as well. Um, oh. Enough people complain, they maybe they'll do something. But it's it's terrible that they're they're taking the stance. But they're not going to support Amiibo. We don't make them. Tough luck. Right. So. Uh, with that being said, uh, that kind of wraps up uh, this week's, uh, this month's episode. There's, there's a lot of content, um, as you can see, and, and more that was that was out there as well. Um, but uh, we have um, E3 on the horizon, so I'm sure lots of, of really cool stuff will come from that as well. And if you haven't already, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, go check it out. There'll be a game chat on our channel discussing that in detail as well. Breath of the Wild is incredible. Um, if there's any doubts about getting a Switch, go get one as soon as you're able to because it doesn't seem like the stock situation is going to be getting any better anytime soon, especially as months go by and the holidays come up and, and, and that happens as well. So definitely go check that out. Um, thank you to everybody that joined in the chat as well. Always great seeing all of your, your comments there as well. Uh, thank you, and we will see you later.
Take care. See ya. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.